Wow. Yeah. Wow. We're in sync, Jake. We might not be in sync about this movie, but we are in And we're not the band in sync. <laughs> you're, starting, you're starting right from the jump. Yeah. You're like, yeah. I, I cannot make any guarantees about how I felt about this movie. That's great, because I think yeah. it's good. Last time, we both loved the movie. We did, and I, I, I hope we agree on this movie, too. I mean, I always hope we agree on a movie, but I don't think, I don't think it's going to happen. No, I don't think so either. Okay, you know what? I'm going to play real quick yeah. the theme song for, that we made up last time. Okay. Movie. Movie! Okay. Wow. <laughs> That's beautiful. I know. It gets more beautiful every time. This is the second. Mm. Anyway, so today we're going to be talking about Mother! Exclamation yeah. point. Yeah. I think... Yeah. Mother! I think this time we should do a quick synopsis. I don't think as many people have seen Mother as have seen The Last Jedi. That is true. That is true. I think we should just do a quick synopsis of the movie, um, our, our feelings, and then get right into it in spoilers. So if people decide based on the synopsis and our feelings that they would rather check it out. Because from now on, so Craig is currently a new father. I'm about to become a new father. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's a good possibility that these podcasts will be about movies that are easily streamable and or gotten at the red box. So Mother mm -hmm. recently came out. Yes. Uh, and do, do you want to synopsize it? Uh, sure. Go you want ahead. me to be the one who synopsizes it or are we doing this together? Either way, we can, I'll, I'll hop in if I feel like you're, you're jumping over something. Just a brief synopsis about what the so movie's about. Just the synopsis, not, no spoilers. No spoilers just, to start. Oh man. Well, basically, uh, uh, Jennifer Lawrence's character and Javier Bardem's character are shut-ins in this house and Javier Bardem's uh, an author or an artist of some kind <laughs> and he's trying to create something and doggone it, people just start showing up at and, the house. And they just don't seem to have any kind of consideration toward her. Nope, they don't seem to care. They keep showing up. It's It's horribly disturbing movie uh uh and so that's just a warning for you so for anyone who may want to check it out it's very disturbing okay so, so would that be your that would be so that was a very brief synopsis and i think that's a very good synopsis uh so mm -hmm. would your you did not enjoy this movie uh well to to put it metaphorically <laughs> No. <laughs> I um I really enjoyed this movie. Okay. Okay, yeah. good. Um, I mean there that said I I mean there are things about it I could say no, that of are course. good. And that's we're going to get into that. Yeah. So yeah. um like guys, okay, so that was just I think uh this is a movie worth watching. Craig, is it a movie worth watching or did you just flat out hate yourself? Hey, hate your time you spent with it. Um I could see how someone might like it, but well, I would say... You're saying that because you're looking at the guy who liked it. <laughs> well, I've heard... I mean, I could... Some people do like it, uh, but I would say... Oh, <sighs> uh, man. It's a, it's, a, it's a tough movie. It is a tough movie. It takes a certain kind of person to like this movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not not just tough because it's disturbing. There, there are things about it yeah. that yeah. I just don't like <laughs> um but there yeah I, what was the question <laughs> the question was would you recommend somebody see this 
No. Okay. Perfect. Good. <laughs> yeah. Good. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend it to just anybody. I'd have to find. I'd have to learn about that person first. Right. And if they would just you know? recently gotten out of a psychiatric institution, and then you would say, <laughs> yes, you should check this out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. No. Uh, so, uh, you guys, that's it. Uh, I would recommend seeing it again. It is very disturbing. Craig would say, no, don't waste your time. Mm-hmm. I uh, think that's the end of the spoilers. Free period of time Mm -hmm. if you want to watch this movie before we go into depth about it because there's a lot to talk about about this movie check it out oh here we go let's hop into spoilers now okay spoiler time yeah so (laughs) so a a baby gets eaten yeah a baby gets eaten uh yeah just thought i'd jump right Uh, in you know what just based on that you know what we should do we should okay so we were talking right after the release of the last jedi podcast about what our next one would be. And we were Blade Runner. And I mentioned Mother, thinking that you would never go for it. <laughs> and uh, weirdly, you said, I, I think I would just read our text conversation real quickly. Okay, please do. Okay, because I was right about to watch Mother. So I was like, I hear this movie is really controversial. And uh, I love talking about controversial movies. So mm-hmm. I said, um, you said Mother, but I got to watch it. Okay, and I said, you got it. I'm kind of surprised you chose it. And kind of excited to talk about a weird flick. Do you, do, do you want to pull up and read your responses, or should I read both halves of the conversation? Uh, wait, I can gotta find it here. Do, do, pulling up the text, pulling up the text. All right, so we were at. I'll probably uh, cut this part out. Pulling up the text. You're gonna cut out my song. It's beautiful. Okay. Well. Pulling up the text. Mother, but I gotta watch it. I'll try to watch it Sunday, and we pod on Tuesday evening didn't happen but i said you got it i'm kind of surprised you chose it it's thursday and kind of excited mm-hmm. to talk about a weird flick why surprised i appreciated hating no no on... craig craig craig, what, craig. What, take, take what? this take this back you're, you're not emoting at all i don't, fe- oh, I, don't oh. I don't i don't believe you're craig benzene right now mm, you're right you're right sorry <clears throat> <laughs> I, I i this was a this was a typo i meant i appreciate not appreciated so uh, sure why why surprised i appreciate hating on a good darren aronofsky picture or loving or loving, but I bet I'll have some mixed feelings. Mixed feelings. <laughs> also, I think it would be weird. Uh, also, I think it would be a weird, bold move for that to be our second movie. I love being weird and bold. Me too. Then I started watching the movie. These three texts came in, in a row. One, this movie is fascinating, dude. That came probably at around the 50-minute mark. Then, mm-hmm. still watching. Then I said, this movie's fucking weird. And I said, that's what I'm told. And then shortly after, I said, this might be a specifically weird time for you to watch this. And I said, ha ha, I know, because I'd, I'd heard, I'd heard uh, about that, that element that I mentioned earlier. And then uh-huh. this is like right after I watched the baby's neck get broken and the crying stopped. I said, pretty yeah. rough. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I said, I read about it a while ago and now I'm remembering, wasn't it, wasn't it a weird time for you to watch it? Uh, and then, because, you know, you're having a baby. Yeah, shortly, but um, I haven't met her yet. Yeah, and then I said, yeah, maybe something else. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, let me know. And then right then I saw that they were eating the baby, and I said, oh, my God. This movie, <laughs> ellipses, oh, my God. And I said, yeah, yeah, Darren Aronofsky's a son of a bitch. <laughs> I've, heard some, I've heard about some stuff in that movie, and it sounds real fucked up. And I said, holy shit, I'm not sure what it was. <laughs> When what point in the movie that was, but I said, I'm not sure you should watch this right now. But I think it's pretty amazing. Just finished it. It, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) 
What? Well, did you did you think you should have watched it? I want to rethink about this one. I need to watch it again. Those are two text messages, and then this is my favorite. This is this was the end of the one. Yeah, the movie might. Be, <laughs> yeah, the movie might be all right or whatever. But have you seen the latest Wheezy Waiter video? <laughs> See this guy. This guy. He's always on. He's always on. Yeah. yeah. And I say if we Because I think I had just put up a Wheezy Waiter video. It was a really good so. one, too. It was You had just put up the uh, Nothing Thing video. Yeah. Yeah. That was really good. And I say, if we do this movie, we should read this text conversation, which we now have. And I say, ha, 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 indeed. <laughs> Thank yes. you for mm. uh, joining us on this reproduction of text messual conversation. You should put music under that whole conversation. Oh, man. I don't I think, like public domain, like rights free kind of stuff. That's like in yeah. case I'm searching. I got I still got to edit tonight. It's Dude, not it's not hard. It's not, I'll send you music. No, <laughs> or not. Whatever. Yeah. No, I don't think. Anyway, let's talk about let's talk about Darren Aronofsky's mother. Kay. Exclamation point. OK. All right. So Darren Aronofsky, this guy, this guy loves to pummel you in the face hole with horrible imagery and sounds. And, well, I mean, and, do you think this would this be his most disturbing movie to you? Um, well, I think I think certain things that happen in it are more disturbing than other movies. But I found it less disturbing than like Requiem for a Dream. Sure, because I cared about the characters in Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> sure. Um, well, so a large part large part of why I think maybe you didn't connect with the characters here is because of the very deliberate choice of performance style. Well. Like more, the movie more, from the more very, than that, okay. the deliberate choice of symbolism and um, do you, have you read about what it's supposed to symbolize? And, I and haven't. Everything? I actually I haven't read. The only thing I read was an interview with Jennifer Lawrence uh, describing mm-hmm. why she, why the movie ended her and Darren Aronofsky's relationship. Ah, uh, well, don't tell me what you've read about it. I'm very Don't, okay. Go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I wanted I mean, to. I wanted to get into the conversation before I found out what they thought it was. <laughs> uh, well, but since I you already know. know what it is, go ahead. Well, no, I'm not going to tell you right away. But I'm going to say, um, I mean, I, I had heard what it could possibly symbolize. I didn't really know while I was watching the movie. Um, I read about it afterwards, but I could tell watching it that you know, this is obviously some sort of specific thing he's trying to symbolize because these <laughs> characters do not feel real to me at all. Yeah, yeah. They're not, they're not acting in any way that makes sense. Not naturalistic I, at they, all, yeah. The way, things are, the way things are flowing is not logical. It's like I don't I, – and that really bothered me. Right. Like, just, I, couldn't, I couldn't get into it. Like at what point did the did – the... Okay, so like the whole thing very much feels very theatrical, um, like like stage, like a stage theatrical production. Like the performances are very kind of over the top, and they all feel like they're portraying like a character. Like it feels mm-hmm. like a Harold Pinter play, like for most of it until it goes crazy. Like this yeah. movie does go crazy. I do appreciate moments of the craziness. Sure. I do appreciate that he went that far. Yeah, uh, like I but, couldn't believe it. I could like I, like I was like, how yeah. did we get here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but the problem was I just couldn't care about it because I didn't care about the characters because they weren't making sense. Right. Because uh, like right from the beginning, well, like so, right right when 
So this uh, is this and is Harris a, shows up. This is a thing between you. This is a very frequent yeah. point of contention in your and my <laughs> movie watching. Like mm-hmm. we have we have certain things that are uh, that we really overlap on. Um, like The Last Jedi, those kind of movies. We have certain mm-hmm. things that are more your wheelhouse, kind of like a, like a starkly realistic, like a more, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. Although you, like, Drive is not starkly realistic, and you like that, and I hated it. So, like, there, there's certain <laughs> things that, yep. like, you respond to that I don't, and that I respond to that mm-hmm. you don't. And this kind of movie, <laughs> like mm-hmm. Mother, is something that I respond to on a, on a level to which I'm not completely sure i understand like i'm so into like well, weird is, art kind of well movies. i think it to me the commonality with this and other movies that you like that i don't i think are like uh like um donnie darko or bunch of david lynch perhaps <laughs> A uh, bunch like of. <laughs> yeah uh like movies that i think are weird and intentionally confuse you uh, in ways that you would have to read about it later to understand, okay. or or just or, or fill in your own interpretation. Well, I don't mind movies that you have to fill in your own interpretation, but if it's if it's characters that aren't making sense, that's a problem. For me. Well, here's the thing too: like yeah. all of the characters made sense to me, not from a character perspective, like from an individual perspective, but from a, like the creator's perspective, like Aronofsky's perspective. They were all mm-hmm. chess pieces to be moved around to make his point, and. With these, ooh, t- ooh, with, ooh, one, one, one yeah, second, go. one second, one second. Yeah, with these no, keep t- going, keep <laughs> yeah, going. I know, we just get excited. <laughs> with, with, yeah. with these types yeah. of movies, the thing that, like, I feel like all of the dots connected emotionally. Like, I understand the emotional arc of what's happening, and it made emotional sense to me, not logical sense to me. Like, I mm-hmm. felt like I understood it. The way I feel like I understood Donnie Darko better than Richard Kelly, the writer-director of it. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I feel like that movie made sense in a way that I responded to, and the weirdness was a huge part of that. Please. Well, I got excited because I, I thought of a probably even more closer comparison sure. to something you like that I don't. I think would be like a, a M. Night Shyamalan movies okay. certain M. Light Shyamalan movies well that's because, really weird because his uh, characters do make sense mm, well they yeah well, and I do think the characters emotionally do make sense in Mother as well but but the problem to me is it feels like these characters aren't real at all even right. if their emotions make sense they're just tools for whatever Darren Aronofsky is trying to say exactly just like just like um, M. Night Shyamalan uh, signs I, I liked I liked um, uh his first one. Six, six Sense. Yeah, Six Sense, and I liked Unbreakable. Yeah. And not quite as much, but I liked it. Uh, and then Signs, I hated so much, I didn't even, I stopped watching his movies. See, I liked it, it Signs was because, until the twist. Like, you don't need the twist in there. It's a cool, like, realistic alien movie until Swing Away, Joaquin well, Phoenix. The, the twist, to me, ruined the entire thing. Because See, it was and that's like, the thing it, that happens with you, too. Like, I can enjoy the it, ride and hate the ending. You can get to the ending and be like, nope. It totally negates everything. Well, well, it, it does. It depends on the movie. Like, not some endings can be bad, and I'll still like the movie. But like that, with that, it seems like it was building up to the ending. It was all about the ending. Oh, I didn't feel and, that way at all. I felt like the journey was the thing. And the problem with me was all the characters were like tools for that ending. Like yeah. I, they all they all fit in together uh, like a puzzle at the end. And yeah. it was like, ah, oh, this is 
That was stupid. That was that was not yeah. that was not a good thing. But and I, I feel I, like th- yeah. this movie does the same thing. It's uh, it's Darren Aronofsky. He has this um, vision, this allegory he's trying to tell, and it doesn't matter what actual choices the characters are making or the the flow of the movie it's more like this is the moment where i'm doing this part of the allegory this is the moment where i'm doing this part of the allegory. okay so like the whole time you were you were just not engaged in the movie you you were you bored by it were you i was bored by some of it but i was also kind of like oh god what horrible thing am i about to see okay so you so. were like it was more like uh like going through uh like a live haunted house for you. Like you're going to the next room because you have to get to the exit and you knew we were going to talk about it for a podcast. <laughs> like, well, kind of. Yeah. And so you're just waiting to see what horrible thing gets thrown at, at you next. I was engaged the entire time, like the entire movie because, okay. So like right from the beginning, they like, okay, the first frame is a woman on fire. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was a, a, that was shocking. It's a woman burning, yeah. and then but you particularly cut, her eyes like staring at you was shocking. Yeah, and then she cries uh, a single tear. I watched yeah. this. Oh, so to be clear, I watched this movie twice. I watched it again last night. I just because okay. and so many more things kind of fell into place for me um, because okay. the first time I was just kind of trying to catch up to it, and the second mm-hmm. time I knew where we were all going, so it was much easier to pick up on these things. But mm-hmm. um, and so like. With this type of movie, that's something that I really kind of enjoy. So, like, the first image is that, and then Javier Bardem. So, some people, I want to kind of, like, explain a little bit as we go, too, because I listen to a lot of podcasts where I'll never watch the movie they're talking about. I just want to hear them talk about it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, there are a lot of people who may never watch Mother and only experience it through this conversation. (laughs) Sure. So, Javier Bardem then has, like, a a fist-sized jewel, like a gem, like a diamond. Mm-hmm. rough hewn diamond that he places in a little rack and then his burned down house comes back to life. It basically just becomes a beautiful kind of unfinished house again. And then Jennifer Lawrence's body reconstructs from ashes and she turns over and we're at the beginning of the movie. Although the, uh, the burning woman at the beginning might not, I don't think that's her. It's not her. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, anyway, uh, or you can go on. Yeah, well, you, so like that yeah, from that yeah. moment, like so at yeah. after that happened, I no longer had any expectation of normalcy. <laughs> like <laughs> I didn't, I didn't expect the characters to behave naturally. I didn't expect any. Like she walks through the house in like a sheer nightgown, like backlit by sunlight, and you're just like, okay, so what's happening? Javier Bardem shows up. What do you think, Craig? This movie, the overall thing is about what do you think it's saying i want to get into like let's go let's go big picture there's actually really no question what it's saying because darren aronofsky has said exactly what it's saying. well that's kind of a bummer (laughs) i know but but uh there are other you can read into it other interpretations as well like there's the there's what he's saying and then there's like maybe the more the angle where which you probably appreciate because you like stories about writers (laughs) <laughs> like about 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 um, you know creating something about being an artist a tortured artist uh, that you could read into it that way I can I, which is kind of interesting um, okay big picture guys big picture big overall arching thing things Javier Bardem wrote a really successful book he's been having a very hard time writing ever since 
Um, he never thought he could write again until he got this gift of this jewel. And Jennifer Lawrence came to his, into his life and started uh, redoing the house from the ground up and brought life into it is something that I caught on my second viewing. Mm -hmm. And Jennifer Lawrence actually puts her hand on the house. This is a big thing. Puts her hand on the wall of the house. We get a close-up of her eyes, and she can mm -hmm. see the house's beating heart. <laughs> yeah. Jake, when I tell you what, what, what all this actually is, it's going to make so much sense. It's going to make so I much sense. I feel like I already know. Oh, do you? What is it? Okay. Is it? So, like, do you... Yeah. Do you should I just do my thing and then you just just wreck everything for me? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I think you can interpret it other ways, which is a good thing about the movie. But to me, it's like okay, it's here's just too here's, it's too much symbolism and not enough character in the here, movie. Here's here's yeah. here's where I get, and I understand mm -hmm. that I'm I'm usually a character guy too. You know this yeah. about me. Like if yeah. a movie's characters are good and the plot sucks, I'm totally in. Like I don't <laughs> yeah. I I'm there for the characters, but for some reason, weird ass movies. Do you watch Lars von Trier movies? Yeah, well, like I Dog some Bill of them, and, but I don't. I, I like to be happy, so I don't. I kind of avoid them. <laughs> uh, like, this, this is this is Aronofsky's like von Trier movie. I feel like he's always like this. Though. No he's always, way, dude. No, this is oh, so. This is so no, much no. farther out there than. No. Okay, well, I never, well saw, I never saw the fountain, but like. Did you, Did you see the wrestler? No, I never saw the wrestler either. Oh, oh, that's totally a Lars von Trier movie too. Okay, does it go like right. weird? Does it go weirdo like this? It doesn't go weird, but it builds you up and then tears you apart. Oh sure, but that's like from a character <laughs> yeah. perspective. Like I'm yeah. talking about like yeah. early von Trier, where he was like oh. doing experimental stuff, like where it was, like uh, uh. basically what I'm coming down to is Dogville, where it's all about the purpose, where it's all about just this one thematic thing he wants to say, and he stages mm. it in a way to like really mess with you. Well, Dogville is actually a particularly weird Lars von Trier movie, yeah. I, which I actually haven't seen, but I've heard of everything all about it. Oh, I thought but, it was amazing. But I'm thinking of like uh, Dancer in the Dark or um, Breaking the Waves. Uh, Breaking the Waves, which I didn't watch, but because I like to be happy. But I, but I, <laughs> I, I read ab I read about what happens in it. And yeah, yeah. He's, he's basically him, him, and and I, I say this about the wrestler, the Darren Aronofsky movie. It's like the anti Disney. It's like it's like. <laughs> Disney's like manipulating it into a happy ending, and Darren Aronofsky's manipulating it into a horrible ending. Yeah, yeah. Like I was um, thinking about this while yeah. watching Mother! Exclamation point. I was thinking. First of all, I love the exclamation yeah. point. I love that the title yeah. card has Mother, and then an exclamation <laughs> point shows up. Like I think yeah. that's just like right. just from the beginning. I'm like already. I have a punctuation affection for this movie. Sure. sure. Like. But so, like, I, I think, like, maybe some of the Hunger Games audience might stumble into this movie one day. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Just based on Jayla? Uh, Jayla? Well, well, I think they did, and that's... That's probably part of the hate for the movie that the movie gets. Okay, so let me tell. Uh, I'll just break down what I what I thought the movie was, and then you can tell me wrong or mm -hmm. right. Okay, so what I thought okay. is that uh, what we're getting here, nobody appreciates Jennifer Lawrence. All they are working toward is appreciating this man, this artist, this creator. Okay, he mm -hmm. creates. That's what he does. He's a creator. He creates these worlds. He creates these beautiful words, and yeah. uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, is used to having him to herself in this house. But then these people start coming in who appreciate his work, and he's much more interested in them. He has no respect for her opinion of his work, even though he shares his life with her. And mm -hmm. as we get further and further on, um, I, everything is about his creation. And she gets ignored and ignored and ignored. So when he finally does write another book, his next creation is based on her creation, the pregnancy, and the pain of the family that was in there. So it's all about him being admired, right? Then, <laughs> when he writes that book, 
about an hour into the movie, an hour into a two hour movie, that's when things go crazy. <laughs> and mobs of people start coming to the house and we get into straight allegory territory, okay? Mm -hmm. So he treats that creation as not so much about the creation, but the admiration he receives from it. And all of the people coming and flocking to him, and he treats, once Jennifer Lawrence actually does have the baby, he sees that creation as the same way. So when the audience eats it, it's to be consumed. That's what it is. Like, that is for the audience. His creation is for the audience. So he doesn't even have to forgive them so much as the creation served its purpose to be devoured by the audience. And whether it was good or bad, that was its purpose. And so at the end of the day, like she's burned, she's on, so Jennifer Lawrence burns herself alive at the end and burns the whole house down and everybody in it after this whole huge mob scene with like warring factions and like, like refugees and like SWAT yeah. teams and, and all of this stuff happens in the house. It's a bottle episode, by the way. Yes. Oh, so, yeah. so, after all of that happens, Jennifer Lawrence burns the whole house down. We see the same image of her burning, and then he pulls from her chest her love, okay? That's what, she, that's what he says he needs from her, her love. He pulls her heart out of her chest. That crumbles the way we've been seeing the house's heart crumble throughout the movie and reveals this gem, which is his gift, a gift he also called the baby the perfect gift. He calls the jewel the perfect gift. It's his inspiration. It's his reason to create. So he puts it on the shelf to be admired and inspire him to make the next story, which wakes up as a new woman, as we saw Jennifer Lawrence wake up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> that's a good interpretation. Um, and I like, you're, you're, you're going at it more from the like artist create, uh, like writer, painter, whatever perspective, which I, I, that's kind of what I was thinking as I was watching it too. Um, but there's a very specific allegory. Okay, go, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Aronofsky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it totally makes sense. I don't, I don't, I don't fully understand exactly what the, the crystal symbolizes or the, the, the baby, but it's probably something like what you said. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, it's it's very specifically uh, the house is earth, mother is mother nature, Javier Bardem is God, and okay. and, and the people showing up are humanity, and even even more than that, like uh, oh okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's so simple <laughs> yeah and uh, Ed Harris. And um, Michelle Pfeiffer are Adam and Eve. Of course. The two sons are Cain that... and Abel. Oh, my remember God. He, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. He had the rib. That's what the scar yeah. was. Yeah, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Okay, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I obviously... So here's, here's something... Okay. I'm going to be mm -hmm. honest with you, and it's a little embarrassing. The first time I watched this movie, I completely missed any religious metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> how could you? I know. How like When you? they ate the baby, I was like, how did I miss that? But it's because... I mean, especially when Javier Bardem's, like, marking their foreheads and stuff. Yeah, with, see, yeah. I, I actually didn't... I think that's when I was texting you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Because like, right. I didn't yeah. see him marking the foreheads, and he's so obviously, yeah. like... 
blessing them. And so, like, and, mm. and then the new, the preacher guy is obviously a preacher guy. Like, <laughs> the, these things are so obvious. Yeah. Like, that yeah. should have been my first viewing experience. But I was so locked into my, like, uh, artist mm. versus... So this is a thing that's been happening in a, in a few of the movies I've been watching lately. It's And it's just mm. very timely for uh, mm. people such as you and I. It's like the the creative person versus the family person. Yeah. And so you got to um, make room for these things. And Javier Bardem was not willing to. <laughs> no, he was, he was, he created, Mother Nature was part of his uh, creating for people. He was, he was mainly there to create for people. But the, but it also works as a, as a, that kind of metaphor as well. Right. I'm trying um, to figure out now what the, what the jewel is, what the, so like this would be like our earth right now. And we're right toward the end of the movie right before, oh my God, that's why she says, oh my God. Okay. So when he, <laughs> so, so when he wakes up after she says I'm pregnant and he's just writing, writing, he's na like, he runs out of bed naked and he's like, I need a pen. I need a pen. I can't do like yeah. the Javier Bardem accent. I apologize. <laughs> he's, he's like, he's like, and he's sitting there writing and she's like, oh, oh. And he's like, and he hasn't been able to write for forever. And he's like, I'm, I just need to find the words. I, I tried. It yeah. was bad. <laughs> no, that was great. That was great. And then he's writing there and she's like, oh, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to uh, disturb you. I'll just go get started on the apocalypse. And she walks out. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. that's why she said, I'll go get started on the apocalypse. So this would be, so God creates the earth over and over again mm -hmm. out of mother nature's love. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. I okay. guess. Um, but, and, and it's also, I think it's mainly supposed to be a commentary on like climate change and global warming and how sure. we're destroying the planet. No, that absolutely works that uh, way. I had never uh, yeah. considered for a second, <laughs> but even, uh, even like the suns too. But like, so what I saw, what I saw the first group as like Ed Harris coming in, um, mm -hmm. oh God. And it all makes sense because he comes first, then Eve comes, then the children come. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so, but even without that, like, so one person comes to enjoy your work, right? I'm going back to my initial theory, even though it doesn't apply anymore now that Aronofsky has told me the truth. No, no, no. It can still apply. It can still apply. Okay. So uh, Aronofsky, not Aronofsky. So Ed Harris shows up and he's like, I really love your work. It's amazing. Like it changed my life. Your words have changed my life, he says. Mm -hmm. And so like that first family is just someone who really appreciates his work. And so mm -hmm. you see how even that is addictive to him to the point where he ignores anything Jennifer Lawrence has to say, and we'll talk over her consistently. Like even when Ed Harris is, or when Michelle Pfeiffer's like, do you want kids? And he's like, yes, you see the surprise on her face. It's like a conversation they never had or would not have with strangers, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this um, is another thing that the, the, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm so you're breaking up a lot. That's why I'm not responding very much, <laughs> oh. but you, you can continue. I thought you were just so mesmerized by my theories. <laughs> <laughs> I am though, I am, I am. Well, so, okay, so Jennifer Lawrence also continually drinks, like, a potion. It's like a medicine from her cabinet. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, she grabs a potion, yeah. Yeah, she grabs a medicine from her cabinet, all, like, at certain points throughout the movie. And through the second viewing, I was trying to, like, pinpoint what caused them. And in this case, yeah. what I brought it back to was when she pours the medicine into the glass, it has this kind of, like, yellow-orange, sunshiny glow to it which mm -hmm. is the same aura that the house had in its heart before Ed Harris and Michelle Pfeiffer arrived. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was that, I thought that was her continually revisiting 
her memory of what the early relationship with her and the artist were like, the poet, as he's called. Like, so the memory was getting her by until she was pregnant, and then she just threw everything, she just threw the medicine in, into the toilet, and she was like, I don't need yeah. that anymore, now we're creating something together. Yeah. Ah, I really like my artist theory, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, see, this is, it is cool when it all fits into place what everything represents, but that's, it still bothers me that that, I had to learn about that later after watching the movie, um, that... Like, I'm sitting here wondering, who is this Ed Harris guy? Why does he show up out of nowhere? Where, why is, why is Jennifer Lawrence even there? What is there, what is there, why is she in this relationship with this asshole? Why, why are they letting a stranger in and why is it okay? And why, like, well, nothing okay. made sense to me. No, so just from the very beginning, let's just, I'm going to backtrack on your questions. I love this. This is good. This, <laughs> okay. Like, when we, ha when we are on opposite sides of something, this is a fun conversation. So, <laughs> so like, right from the beginning, like, you see why she's with him. Like, she's out on the porch. He comes up behind her. She can't hear him. She's startled absolutely terrified and this was one of the best parts of her performance she turns around terrified and immediately transforms into joy at seeing him be like oh mm -hmm. you scared me oh okay mm -hmm. like everything you can see how much how happy she is with him immediately mm -hmm. that's like the only time you see her happy other than when she finds out she's pregnant like right. <laughs> like yeah. that moment and then from then on since she gets so much joy out of being with him i accepted the fact that he wanted those people there and she was trying to be polite Sure. Ed, Ed Harris showing up, all he needed to give me was one reason, and his was, somebody told me this was a and b I was fine with that, because after that, it was enough to get him to the door, and then I wanted to see what Aronofsky was using him for. Yeah, see, I, I could tell he was being used for something, and everything felt like it wasn't characters just living their lives. It was Darren yeah. Aronofsky pulling the strings. Yeah, nothing, and, nothing is organic in the movie. That is yeah. absolutely true. And I true. don't like that. I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> right. So I want to, yeah. yeah. um, so I read in uh, Us Weekly, I think Us also uses an exclamation point, might be wrong. Um, mm -hmm. So I was just like, right after I finished the movie last night, I opened Google just to see, because I thought Darren Aronofsky and Jennifer Lawrence were in a relationship. And I was like, that must have been a weird movie to shoot, <laughs> like in a relationship. Yeah. And so the yeah. first article that came up was her saying that the movie ruined their relationship. And in that, and I thought this was really interesting, she was like, because I didn't want to, I would come home from a press day. We would both come home from a press day. And I wouldn't want to talk about mother. But all he wanted to talk about was mother. It was his baby. She said it was his baby. Yeah. And he, I mean, he wrote and directed it. He was so involved in it. Like yeah. that I was like, my theory is like right here in this Us Weekly article. <laughs> it's uh, life imitating art is what, is what happened. See, and like I don't mind, as long as I feel like someone's in control, I don't mm -hmm. mind things not being organic, interestingly in control, I will say. As long as I don't feel like someone's wasting my time. I felt like, I felt like it was wasting my time. <laughs> I felt like it was... Uh, um, it felt like any, one, anything could happen at any one moment because nothing was moving logically. So nothing was a surprise, really. I mean, except for like how shocking it became. See, I felt like, um, every, I felt like every step of the way, like everything fell in line. I didn't, feel I, like, I didn't feel like things were coming out of left field. And then like the whole story with Ed Harris and Michelle Pfeiffer and the, the kids not knowing that it was Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel um, was like, it was like, it was happening like at a distance from 
uh, Jennifer Lawrence, and I think that was you know intentional. But it, to me, it was like, what is? Why are we spending time with these people that are at a distance doing these things and hurting each other? And like, I don't care. I really yeah, yeah. don't care what they're doing. Um, and it, and it, there are all these specific things that happened that felt like they were supposed to be important, and they were symbolically, but but I didn't feel like trying to make sense of it. Well, um, sure, but it also, like, yeah. fed into his work, right? He was, like, the pain of those people. So, like, yeah. even from the very beginning, they were... And he, and he also says when he's with Ed Harris, when they're going out, um, right from the... Actually, the second morning, right after he wakes mm. up, uh, after Ed, Ed Harris has been drunk all night, he's like, mm. um, I I'm so inspired by this man. I love his stories. So from mm. the very moment he shows up at the door, he becomes like a character in Javier, Javier Bardem's stories. Right. So like, again, it's like the, it's the stories, it's the creation, it's the art, artistic creation versus the, the beautiful family life. Yeah. So that, that's to me that like all functioned again, this is within my uh, faulty theory. <laughs> well, no, I appreciate what it symbolizes, but to me it was just a very overt, weird way of doing it. Like, I mean, I, I, I guess I appreci I would appreciate it if it lived in reality a little more than it did. Yeah. Um, and also, and also, sitting through all that and then seeing the the whole baby sequence and the eating of the baby. Yeah. I was just I said no out loud as I was watching it. I was like, <laughs> I mean, I knew I knew it was going to happen. I think, or I heard that it might happen. Yeah. But I was like, no, no way, not cool. <laughs> like it's to, in a way, it's like it's cool that it's cool that he got, he got so bold and he went there. On the other hand, that's an easy way to make your movie memorable. Hey, let's just make people eat a baby. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, let's just get really shocking. I mean, that's fine. Then, then that would yeah. all be that. That then all you need is like a YouTube video of like people eating a baby. But like the whole thing <laughs> yeah. led to that, and it played within the story that I was apparently telling myself, <laughs> sure. like within his yeah. movie. Yeah. So it all made an emotional sense to me. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, when she when she. Uh, like they had, they they do the nasty, and yeah. then she's like, "I'm pregnant. I just know it. I just know I'm pregnant. I just know it." I'm like, "What? This, why? Why do you know that you're pregnant?" Craig, after and everything that had already happened, you were still being like, "What?" Yes. Like I'm not. I mean, who, why should I care what happens now? Because we have people magically know they're pregnant, and uh, like, how am I supposed to know what's going to happen next? None of this makes sense. This is just Darren Aronofsky like writing in his journal about his his feelings. Yeah. That's basically it. Yeah. And yeah. then when somebody can do that and then spend $30 million using bankable actors to yeah, put it on that, film. That makes it worse. That's that amazing. Makes it worse. I love that so no, much. That yeah. makes it worse. That's fantastic. I mean, it is inspiring. To, I actually thought about this. I thought, wow, if Darren Aronofsky can get $30 million to do that crap, I should be able to get something <laughs> and make a movie. You know? Um, <laughs> See, but like this is said, also... I mean, that said, but, I feel like I'm, I'm being a little, I'm being a little too mean. I think <laughs> there's definitely things about like there are definitely things about it that are interesting. I like, uh, I like, uh, I like the attempt. I like what he was trying to do. I, I uh, and it landed for me. Like uh, it landed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and it, it's certainly a unique experience. This movie <laughs> is a unique experience. Uh, I, I guess you could, you could give it points for originality. Well, sure. And how many yeah. how many movies have an exclamation point in the title? I that's, mean, that's true. There uh, you go. 
There's only one, th one, more, one other thing I want to talk about that yeah. I thought was really interesting about the way that the movie was handled. So I guess he shoots on 16 millimeter now. That's kind of like what he does. And mm -hmm. I mean, it was obviously shot on like grainy film. Mm -hmm. There was no question about that. But so like halfway into, again, once things start going crazy, it seems like they locked into a very specific kind of stabilization perspective. Did you notice that? Like, it, um, it seemed like all of a sudden they were, like, motion tracking the faces of some of the people in the frame and kind of warp stabilizing to them. It felt like they were doing that the whole movie, weren't they? It, it, just, it, it was just slower. It was it, just slower. And it was, it was less, yeah, so maybe the slowness helped. It didn't feel mm -hmm. as obvious uh, as we got further into it. But I thought that kind of, like, remember, did you see Pi? His yeah. first movie. Yeah. So, like, you know, he, like, he was, like, his whole thing, and he did it in Requiem a lot, too, where, mm -hmm. you, like, he had that full-on rig that you strapped to the actor. Yeah. Like, so he doesn't have to do that anymore. He can have a handheld <laughs> camera operator in front of the person and then just lock perspective. Yeah. It's, it's, the, a, different, it's a different feeling. It, fe different it feeling. feels very different, mm -hmm. and you feel locked in. You feel locked yeah. into her, her perspective and her point of view when yeah. the camera moves like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, mo most of the movie is just backtracking or tracking behind Jennifer Lawrence. Like, yeah. The whole movie. Yeah. There's a good, uh, probably half of the movie is, is medium, is that medium close-ups of Jennifer yeah. Lawrence's face. And, and I kind of, I like that stylistically. I think it looks cool. And that's definitely very Darren Aronofsky thing to do. Yeah. I think I've seen every Darren Aronofsky movie except for The Fountain. I think I've, I think yeah, I've seen. Yeah. I, I haven't seen The Fountain and I haven't seen The Wrestler. Yeah. Um... I saw and, Noah. You didn't see Noah. Oh, I didn't see Noah. Yeah. No. Um, how was that? Um, you know what? Like at the, like at the beginning, mm -hmm. I was like, "This is terrible. I this is really <laughs> really bad." And then yeah. in the, in then once they get into the arc, once they get into Noah's arc, Noah kind of loses his mind and like wants to kill one of his like daughter in laws. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. "Yes, this is getting crazy." Uh, Darren it was, it, it was a son was, of a bitch. It was pretty tense. It was pretty yeah. tense, and I dug it. Yeah. At the end, I, I dug the second yeah. half. I think my favorite is still Requiem for a Dream. I, I think that movie's fantastic. Yeah, there's but, no denying Requiem. It's gorgeous. And very, very hard to watch. Uh, but but I feel like it's earned. I feel like it's not just throwing people eating babies at you. Yeah, it's, and I don't think this yeah. did either, Craig. I honestly uh, don't think this did either. I think the entire uh, movie was getting there. However, because of this podcast, you were forced to finish it. I think you by by the point at which they're eating a baby, the people who have have sat that long are typically like you. You know what this movie is immediately once it starts. It never tried to fool you, Craig. Uh, it never tried to fool you, but nobody expects baby eating. Oh please! <laughs> I wake up every day expecting oh, baby eating. Okay, okay, sure, sure. But it's just the way it's like this. Maybe not that disturbing, but like nothing was happening in a literal fashion. Nothing was happening in a in a in our world. No, and you, I and I you, didn't like it <laughs> exactly from ground yeah. zero. You didn't like it, so <laughs> yeah. so yeah. everything that follows after that is going to rub you the I wrong did, way. I did like uh, like earlier in this podcast. I said I did appreciate how far he took it. I didn't mean the baby eating. I meant <laughs> I meant the the like the army showing up and all the explosions <laughs> and the like the fascists like lining up and shooting people and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. That Chris, was like, Kristen Wiig. Kristen yeah. Wiig shows up yeah. as his like publicist. Yeah. And so yeah. she like 
all of a sudden she's a publicist and then she's shooting people with bags over their heads. Yeah. Like, it's like not 10 minutes later. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's like, what this movie is. <laughs> I did like how completely extreme it went in that way. Yeah. I, I, uh, that was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. And I, I, and was, I enjoyed I, it. Like, I, like, it's one of those things where I'm watching a movie and, like, I'll just be, my, my jaw will actually hang open. I'll be, mm. I'll be kind of, like, awestruck at where we are and how we got there. Like, as soon as that one guy sees that... So, like, a SWAT team comes through the house after several re refugee groups and fencing has already been put up inside the house. Mm -hmm. so, so the SWAT team crashes through the windows. One SWAT team guy sees she's pregnant is like, no, don't, nobody hurt her, you know? Yeah. He starts guiding her through the house. Explosions going off. <laughs> His jaw gets shot off. Like, so much money was spent on this bizarrity. Yeah. I was like, this is... This is everything I've ever wanted. Like in, in in the ability to do whatever I want on a bizarre huge scale with di uh, a complete disregard for what's like marketable. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I appreciate that about it and I like that sequence. Uh and I mean, this but, is like they that's why they marketed it like yeah. Rosemary's Baby. This is nothing like Rosemary's Baby. Oh, no, not at all. Uh, this is nothing like anything, really. Exactly. Uh, except, except like other moments in other Darren Aronofsky movies. Yeah, it's so <laughs> yeah. it's so specifically it, and that's yeah. amazing to me. Yeah. Uh, so um, you saw Black <laughs> you saw Black Swan. I did see Black Swan. I saw all of Black Swan. Eliza saw two thirds of Black Swan. <laughs> <laughs> she, she couldn't get through it. It was as soon as they, as soon as she started, I, what was it? Feathers growing or like oh, yeah. her fingernails, something about fingernails. Anyway, yeah. it, it was, at, it was at a certain point where Eliza and Caitlin, our friend Caitlin was like, they were, they were just lo both like, do you want to finish this on your own? And I was kind of like, yeah. yes, I do. Yes, yeah, I do. Yeah, I mean, I guess I have mixed feelings about Black Swan. I yep. like it. I like it better than Mother. See, and uh, I, and I like Mother better than Black Swan. Because mm. well, see, Black Swan has characters that do things that make sense. And Black Swan, to me, dragged more. I was more bored by Black Swan. I was never bored during Mother. I was more into Black Swan because I could understand what Natalie Portman was trying to do. Sure. Even though she was going insane. But, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I guess I didn't. But, I, again, I don't love it. I think. And The Wrestler. I really liked The Wrestler up until the end. I felt manipulated in a, in a way to... I felt manipulated in a way to become depressed. Sure. Uh, and, and I'm like, well, why? Why did, why did you have to make this depressing? It could have easily gone the other way. Uh, and, and I'm just like, damn, that, now I feel bad. You know, thank you. Fuck you, Darren Aronofsky. Darren Aronofsky. And yet yeah. you like yeah. Amour. What's that? And yet you like Amour. Yeah, Amor is great. Amor <laughs> is great. The and most that, depressing movie. Yeah, but I've that ever wasn't depressing through. for no reason. That couldn't have easily gone another way. And it was so was, boring. It was so no, boring. No, 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 no. That was great. You just sit there for minutes while nothing happens. We should do an episode about Amor. <laughs> oh. We should watch it again. Do an oh episode my, about Amor. You're gonna make me watch Amor again. That Amor is a great movie. That's a movie that's telling a story that no one ever tells. Which is uh, what happens to old people when they're dying, and they <laughs> what happens to old people basically? Yeah, guys, uh, tell us on yeah. Twitter if you want to hear that episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, it's great, great movie. Um, yeah, um, I guess is that all we want to say about Mother? Uh, I think so. I mean, I could probably say more, but I gotta go. Actually, I got a crying baby. Yeah, I I noticed. Tell Ada, mm -hmm. I, I say hi. 
I will. I will. Awesome. Um, and thank you guys for tuning in. And we'll let you know if we get to do another one of these. Don't eat babies. Don't eat babies. And, and scene. scene. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>